Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. I look like I'm wearing MJF's scarf, but like a dollar store version. My God, you're right. <laughs> He's just missing right. like that Burberry red stripe. For the best. Yeah. For the best. Um, happy Impact Day. And what a happy Impact Day it was. My God. It was a pretty fun show. Pretty fun show. Um, like, just from the start, it was great. Um, some some great matches sprinkled through um a lot of good teasers for no surrender which is happening next weekend um but uh before we talk about impact we should talk about this coming sunday your audio is a little weird is it i wish you told me earlier i didn't hear it earlier how is it how is it weird it's only when you're when you're talking for like a long period of time it almost like there's like a fan running in the background which might just be your computer i don't know uh not, um huh, i don't know it's not awful it's just something i picked up uh well actually uh discord might not have kept my my voice settings from Switching my computer. Uh, yeah, noise reduction's turned off. Oh, I know. Noise suppression is on. I don't know. But, uh, I hope no one else can hear and none, none of the audience can hear. Um, but, regardless, let's talk about this coming Sunday. Uh, as always, we do a weekly special show, like a pay-per-view show. Last weekend, we did uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, This week, on Sunday, we will be covering GCW versus Loco Fight Club 2 in Houston. Now, we're we're choosing this um, over... uh, What's their other one? Fuck, what's, what's the name of their other show? It's like If I Die or something? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, if I die first, uh, we're choosing uh, the the Fight Club too because there's more title matches. It seems like there's bigger stars that'll be there. Um, so, yeah, we normally do the bigger shows that I'm are excited. happening. What's that? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I said. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. Especially with uh, AJ Gray defending his title. I forget against who. Um, I don't have the card open. Is it? Oh yeah. It's not. Was it? Was that supposed to be Leo Rush or no? No. Um, I know he's defending it against Ali Catch. At if I die first, cagematch.net, not .com. Silly me. Um, let's see. So that's happening tomorrow, but we'll be covering it on Sunday. 
um, King Rami. Yeah. We are we're covering Impact today, but we're going to be talking about news from all other promotions. And uh, this Sunday we'll be covering GCW's Fight Club 2. AJ Gray's defending his title against Mysterious Q. Um, I think from Loco. Dante Leon defends against Sam Stackhouse. Uh, Fe versus Brian Keith. Nick Wayne versus Ninja Mac. Atticus Kogar versus Gino Medina. Matt Tremont versus Sedica. Grand Metalik is also making his first appearance since being released from WWE as Mascara Dorada. Um, and that'll be in a fatal four-way match against Gringo Loco, Blake Christian, and ASF. And then there's a six-man match happening. Hell yeah, hell yeah, it's sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, King Rami. Also, wants... I can like I can see my. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think there's a delay in the call. Um, because I, I started talking before you started talking. So uh, my video quality is like trash. Apparently, like I can I, I keep seeing like the video connected thing on discord, mm. like flickering between green, yellow, red and back and forth. Like, I'm sure this is fine. I'm sure everybody's enjoying this. I'm having fun. I mean, your quality looks fine. It's just you're you're a bit stuttery video wise. Um, I don't know what happened all of a sudden. With, with your connection. It's been like this for me for since the beginning of this call. It it was doing it a bit yesterday, like a little bit. Um, I don't know what happened, but um, King Rami asked, uh, "What do you guys think about Jeff Hardy? Do you guys think he should be in AEW?" Uh, we'll we'll answer questions more in depth, um, at the end of the show, but yeah, he should be with his brother. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think, well, I think that they're pretty hell bent on having a hearty family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I think we're definitely going to get that. I really hope so. Mm. I would be so sick. Yeah. I think it's what the people want. I think a lot of people are into nostalgia wrestling nowadays, which, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Um, I think we're lucky that people can still wrestle. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, this Sunday we'll be covering GCW and Loco Fight Club 2. Um, we won't be doing a live watch along because Friday is our WWE, excuse me, 2K20 live stream. So join us on Sunday for the GCW recap. All right, you want to talk about the news? Hell yeah. Yeah. I got a couple pieces. Okay. Um, I would switch Wi-Fi's, but I don't know if that's going to be, if that would make things better or worse or not at all, or... Might make things, I don't think it'll make things worse. Well, when I drop out of this call, you're going to... I think she did it. I think she dropped out of the call. <laughs> oh, nope, she's still here. I hear her whistling. Can you hear me? Oh, nope, I guess she can't. That was weird. That was weird. I heard you whistling, but I guess you didn't hear me. I heard you through the wall. I didn't hear you. Oh, that's weird, because I heard you over Discord whistling. 
Oh, dude, that's kind of yeah. ominous. Yeah. Um. All right. So news. This is worse for me. I'm like I'm lagging on my end now too. That might be a computer thing, not an internet thing. If you're seeing yourself lag like that, I don't know. You're you're supposed to see yourself smoothly because you know it takes no internet to see yourself in your webcam. It may have also just been my computer figuring its shit out real quick there. Maybe, but so it was only for a couple seconds. We'll figure this out afterwards. Yeah, let me pull up the news. Um, first piece of news, the Olympics are happening soon. Hope everyone's excited. Um, let's start with some there. W. <laughs> yeah, doing a spelling bee, probably. <laughs> Scooter race. Bless his soul. He's doing the best. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do some WWE news because none of it's really good. Um, Apparently, we've got some real news as to why Shane was kicked out of the WWE, and that is because apparently he and Vince like went at it on Saturday. Hmm. Um, according to Wade Keller of PW Torch, things really unraveled with him and his dad on Saturday. Things were not good, according to what I heard. Um, apparently. They said Shane got to the next level with Vince, and I was like, it's his father. I think he's allowed to, but okay. I, too, have yelled at my parents before. (laughs) They didn't fire me. Yeah, I'm also very skeptical about all this uh, Shane McMahon stuff. Because why all of a sudden would this be happening after 40 years in the company? I don't know. I don't know, it seems serious, though. It seems real. Plus, it's also been, like... All of this was initially reported on by Ringside News, and yeah, Dave Meltzer and Sean Rossap confirmed it. Um, but I don't know to what extent a lot of this is, is true. Like... has Is he really arrogant, or is WWE trying to make a narrative of it? I think that you're falling into that trap of being a wrestling fan where you're like, is it a work? Who knows? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing the work thing, but I'm like, remember when Bray Wyatt was released, they said he had attitude problems. It was hard to work with. How do we know this isn't that same situation where Bray just had a problem with how he was booked and, and. Oh, 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 oh okay. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying that maybe the WWE is embellishing what happened and they let Shane go for reasons that would probably get them demonized. Yeah. In. I. It's possible. I wouldn't be like shocked if that were the case by any means. Especially with how so many people have become so frustrated in WWE. That kind of. I'm going to mention this other story real quick. Morale's at an all-time low so far in WWE. Um, it, this seems to be spanning further than just Vin, Vin, uh, Shane McMahon. How do we know Shane's the problem here? I mean, on top of that, Tyson Kidd is 
apparently in some tangential way, no longer with the company. Um, sort of kind of not really court, but maybe kind of, sort he, of. he hasn't been producing for weeks. Um, but Sean Rossap spoke with sources in WWE and they say he's still there technically, but he's not producing. Right. Which is, was his main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in turn with that, people are pissed about him not producing stuff because they don't want to be part of something that he hasn't produced as far as women's matches are concerned. And I can't blame anybody. Right. I mean, look at last year's women's Royal rumble and look at this year's, there's a stark contrast, um, in quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's like rough out there right now. It seems mm-hmm. like I am not jealous of anybody in the WWE. <laughs> and, and Tice, uh, um, TJ Wilson did say that he, um, it had nothing to do with Natty losing in three seconds. Sure, it didn't. And Mickey James's release had nothing to do with Nick Aldis. What happened with Nick Aldis? Didn't he say some like nasty shit about WWE, and then like maybe a couple weeks later, Mickey was released. Which I'm sure was it fell into the same time. I mean, she got released with a bunch of other people, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that makes it better. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, okay, sorry. Back to the news. We could talk about this all day. Um, the WWE is also suggesting, and by WWE, I mean Nick Khan is also suggesting that there could be more than two. Saudi Arabia shows this year. More than two. Which more than one already sounds like a bit much. Mm-hmm. More than two? Yeah. I don't know about that. Um uh, yeah, Nick Khan basically said, uh, why not have more than two? Because they're making what was it, fifty million a pay per view? I believe that's I think that's the number you quoted to me. Um, which is fucking insane. That's an insane amount of money, first yeah. of all. An insane amount of blood money, second of all. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it sucks. Yeah, I don't want to see more than two Saudi Arabia shows. In the same way that I don't need to see more than two major events in any fucking city. Um, we'll probably get a, a big four in Saudi Arabia, probably. Maybe like Survivor Series. I doubt we'll get a WrestleMania there, but. Well, not this year and not next year. So. Mm-hmm. At the very least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they don't do more than two pay per views really. They they don't do more than one pay-per-view a year in, like, a city. Or, not a, I guess, not a city. I don't want to say a city, because Saudi Arabia is not just a city. Yeah. But for this context, in a state, even. I mean, I, I guess last year doesn't count. Um, I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that matters in this case if they're making $50 million each show 
What I'm saying is that it's not. It, it's. It's transparent what they're doing, I guess. Yeah, it's all about the money. Yeah, it, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, we Texas, Nevada, Ohio, Saudi Arabia, Brooklyn, and Chicago. It's which all supposed to be TLC. It's all about um, making their price higher for when they sell. That's why they brought Nick Khan in the first place. That's why they've been releasing all these people. Why they're doing all these shows in Saudi Arabia. So that they can see, they can show how much money they're making um, with this content creation product. Not pro wrestling content creation. They, they they show buyers it's making hundreds of millions of dollars 50 million dollars alone in Saudi Arabia um so it's worth a lot yeah i mean in 20 in 2019 we had you know, England, Arizona, Florida, Texas, Ohio, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Connecticut, Saudi Arabia, Washington, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Canada, Wales, Carolina, North Carolina, California, um, Saudi Arabia again, which I guess they did Super Showdown and then they did Crown Jewel. Um, Illinois, Georgia, Minnesota. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It makes me just crazy because I know what they're doing and it's stupid. Um, and it just kind of, I guess it's just, I guess it makes me crazy because it just reinforces the idea that the WWE doesn't actually care about wrestling anymore. They really don't. They don't. And, and I don't think they have for a while. It's, I've it's been, been all, years. ever since they, they hired Nick Khan, uh, they've been a bland product. Um, that's been all about content creation but it's not even good content creation, like especially with how they want to be that like a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, they're not interesting enough for that. Their product is not interesting enough to be as big as that. But it's when did Nick? I don't know. I don't. I don't know the year, but. He joined in August 2020 as um, the president of WWE and CRO. Mm -hmm. um, Anyways. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're making money and they got big stars. Like, like I mean, they've been showing off John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey. Look, like, look at all these big names. We're showing off all of our big names right now and removing the bottom line removing the people not on the main card why that would include Brock Lesnar I don't or Braun Strowman I don't know but yeah yeah I don't know I don't know um back to some more news um Santino Morella's daughter is uh signed with WWE now yeah, on a lighter note. Yeah. <laughs> to round out our WWE news. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Um, we've got some indie news. Not indie. Well, one is indies. One is not indies. Um, Progress. 
uh, announced a partnership with English football team, the Tranmere Rovers, oh. for the rest of the 2021-2022 football season, which is interesting because that's only a couple of mo- months. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> all right, have fun. And by only a couple of months, I mean like three months. Mm-hmm. But I hope it works out. Maybe if it works out, they'll do more. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so I think that's super fun. I'm excited yeah. about that. Progress has been doing some good stuff. I mean, they've they had Anthony Agogo show up pretty recently. Um, so two of my favorite things. Anthony Agogo. No wrestling and soccer, uh-huh. but sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Anthony Agogo. Um, other news. Uh, John Moxley is going to return to NJPW. He is going to be at their Windy City Riot show that's happening on April 16th, 2022. Um, when is WrestleMania? Uh, it's April. I meant date. Let's see. Because I think that's... Uh... Is it 38? Yeah, April 3rd. Okay, so like... Oh god, April's going to be a bit of a fucking haul, yeah. if you will. And Windy City Riots in April, right? That's April 16th. Then Rebellion for Impact is April 23rd. Oh, God. Um, Yeah. That's a loaded month. There's another show happening that was, like, announced for WrestleMania week. I think Warrior Wrestling announced something. Big show. I I know there was a big show that was announced for uh, WrestleMania week. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. I wish there was like a way to just look up everything happening. There is WrestleMania week. All right. Well, while you do, I'm just going to give us our last piece of news that I have, which is that AW has teamed up with the American Heart Association uh, to kick off American Heart Month, which I didn't mm-hmm. know that was this month. But um, they have um, special co-branded T-shirts that say AW has a heart, and it's got like this little muscular heart dude lifting up the sign. Um, and each shirt, $2 from it, is going to be sent directly to American Heart Association's Life is Why campaign. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so you want to know everything is happening WrestleMania week? Oh, fucking hit me, please. All right. So, oh, my God. So. On the 31st, there's GCW's Joey Janela Spring Break Part 1. Also happening on the 31st is GCW's For the Culture 2022, and that same day Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, then Supercard of Honor April 1st, um, April 1st is also GCW, Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha, um, April 2nd is Joey Janela's Spring Break 2, um, let's see, um, Strong Style Evolved is happening May 20th. That's that's a bit further away. Um, but yeah, Supercard of Honor is is a big one happening then. And then all those GCW shows. Jesus H. It's gonna be That's gonna be a fun month. It's gonna be a huge week, huge month. Um yeah, Windy City Riot's gonna be a lot of fun. Rebellion's gonna be a lot of fun. 
I've been like so removed from wrestling lately because like with NJPW not happening, I feel like there's a part of me that's just like, well, I'm not going to make the effort. But I know when that comes back, I'm going to be back on my bullshit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <sighs> Is that all the news we have? That's all the news I got. It's not actually. There's one more. GCW announced uh, they're they're doing something in the UK. They they released a video on social media that's that's talking about uh, more details to come in the future, but they're making a move to the UK. I think a new uh, promotion like JCW. Um, but the details are are not available yet. Um, let me see. Yeah, I don't see the video anymore, but maybe it's on their Twitter, not their Instagram. I could have sworn I saw it in Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. There's a lot of great talent in, in the UK, as we know from, from progress. Um... It'll be very interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Um, funny enough, when you read that off to me, I thought you said ECW, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Imagine. Damn. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, but that's awesome. That is, that's really exciting. Yeah. I'm trying to find it, though. Why can't I find it? Oh well. Um <clears throat> all right. So, you want to talk about tonight's episode? Yeah, cuz I've got a fuck ton to talk about tonight, I guess. There were not a ton of promos tonight. There were uh, yeah. Hmm. It was a little bit. All right, so first we started off immediately with a title match, Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace for the Digital Media Championship. This match I and this was so much fun. So good. Let me try to not have the hiccups while I talk about this. Um, there was nuance to this match, and I don't really like Matt Cardona that much, but like, I didn't hate this match. I hate that I didn't hate this match, actually. Now, now you're starting to see why he's one of my favorite wrestlers. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. He, but he is, I did enjoy this match. He is probably an indie wrestler's dream. To like just find so much success going from promotion to promotion. Having fun. Yeah. He um he's on that grind though. He doesn't rest. And I'm so glad he's bringing this heel character to Impact now. One might say that he's always ready. It's a weird segue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 the problem is, is that we've been watching so much GCW. Uh-huh. That I forgot that he wasn't a heel in Impact. Yeah. So. 
Um, oh, fuck me. I love talking about athletes and I just move my shoulder wrong and I'm like, this is why we watch and we don't participate. Fucking crippled. <laughs> God, <laughs> so bad. It's like going down my arm. Oh, God. Um, anyways. Um, how are you going to say that that was a weird segue? Now I'm stuck on this. That's literally his thing. Always ready. Yeah, but what did that have to do with him being a heel? Cause, cause no, because I was saying because he's like always doing like he's always wrestling. That's not a weird segue. That made total sense. I backed down on that one, but I'm backing back up. I was right. Thank you. You happy? I don't know. Um, honestly, Maram said so you're telling me we're not getting the Pinfall Podcast Tag Team debut at Bloodsport. <laughs> Listen, I might be fragile, but I'm scrappy. I'm pretty scrappy. I'll bite some ankles. Yeah. What can you do, Mark? We'll, we'll what take, can you bring to the table? We'll take on Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. And the Briscoes. Yeah. Triple threat tag team match. Oh, I don't think I want to fight the Briscoes. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Nick Gage will fight. Take that pizza cutter to the forehead. Yeah. Things dull. I already got wrinkles up there. Actually, I'd rather be sharp, honestly. You'd rather be sharp? Well, yeah, because if, if somehow he's going to draw blood one way or the other, I'd rather be a sharp instrument that's doing it than a dull instrument. It's not, it, he doesn't like dig that deep. Like, it's just enough to be like a small cut. Right. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that, like, if you're to cut yourself with a dull knife that's, and you still draw blood versus to cut yourself with, like, a, a, a sharp knife, mm -hmm. one's going to hurt a lot less. The only reason I, I would rather it be dull is because he really rolls over that thing, and you don't want a sharp thing going over that many times as he does it. I guess that's fair. I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, if you will. Or a double-edged pizza cutter. God damn it, Elizabeth. Add it again. Anyways. There's no edges on a pizza cutter, though. <laughs> it's, it's a circle. circle. <laughs> <laughs> you have two edges on a fucking circle. <laughs> I mean, definitely it's got an edge. It's just, it it's, doesn't have yeah, corners. It has an edge, but you can't have two. <laughs> a donut. But a a pizza cutter is not a donut. <laughs> I'm gonna have to workshop this one. Uh, just start the match, please. I don't know how we started talking about Anywho. this. Um, this might be we might be able to track this back to Miriam. Yeah. Um. All right, Miriam. <laughs> so Jesus fuck. Thank you, Marion, uh, for the fifty bits. <laughs> she said for the jokes and laughs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um <clears throat> cough cough. 
We get a shoulder tackle to Jordan Grace, and then Cardona kind of was like trying to be like weirdly like honorable, not to mention the Honor No More group. Um, he was like trying to like shake her hand and like trying to be like kind of courteous about this, and it's like you're you're in a wrestling match, buddy. You don't need to do that. The the storyline in this match was so great because he starts off as like like pure face, showing full honor. I don't know. I I did like because I I said to you I was like I didn't like how hesitant he was to fight Jordan, but you kind of made a good point. Yeah, like he his whole heel gimmick is that he's the WWE guy, and in WWE it's like forbidden. You can't hit a woman, and so he he's so torn on whether or not he can hit a woman. Um, I mean even in GCW he's so hesitant to hit Ali Catch. It's true. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like a little bit that I liked. I was like, ah, I see what you're doing there. I see mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um, Jordan sends Matt into the buckle. He no-sells some shoulder tackles. Jordan Grace ends up tripping Matt, gets a successful shoulder tackle, hits a Cazadora, roll up into a flapjack. Jordan then goes face first into the uh, Matt off the buckles. She gets suplexed into the buckles and then Cardona like is really showing his like, I don't want to do this kind of side. Yeah. Um, we end up getting a suplex to grace and a leg drop. He starts kind of getting cocky and you can kind of see it like switching on. Um, he whips grace into buckle after buckle hits her with a body slam, smacks her up with a big lariat. And then Jordan ends up getting a spine buster onto Cardona and a drop kick to the knee. Um, eventually Jordan sends Cardona from the ring. Cardona grabs a chair, hits Jordan Grace in the head with it, gets back in the ring, hits her with a famouser to win the match, get the belt, and turn heel. It it was so good. It was so good. It's like it's the reason I love Matt Cardona. He's a great storyteller. Um and that that um, suplex into the turnbuckles was like such a great spot because commentary was really helping sell that too. Hmm. Yeah, I liked the match a lot. I thought it was a good match. All right. So up next we have um, we see Morrissey W. Morrissey backstage. He's laying out a bunch of uh, jobbers, all the people in the learning tree from last week. Uh, he's shouting, "Where are they? I'm gonna find you!" He starts. He's, he starts walking, r- running around. He sees the learning tree, knocks VSK over, chases down Zicky Dice, um, and then sees Brian Myers, chases him down, but then security stops him. Um, and then after commercial, we come back and we get W. Morrissey and Scott Tamore. Scott says, "You want to get your hands on Myers? I'll let you." Next week, you and him, no DQ, rip his head off. That's going to be like a two-second match. It's going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've got Musa, no surrender. He's not here. He's at a hotel. And Morrissey's like, okay, good to know. And he goes off. And the, the, the upcoming promo, the upcoming segment 
in the hotel room. I've already written that down as one of the possible segments for most ridiculous promo of the year for the Megromies. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think you're right to do that. We'll see what else happens this year. It is only February, but it's so funny. Um, so now we get Jonah versus Krazy Steve. Krazy Steve! God, I love Krazy Steve. And if you think it's pronounced crazy, you're wrong, and I am sorry. If it's pronounced crazy, then you're crazy. Got him! Fucking slam dunk. Um, so unfortunately, Krazy Steve uh, lasts about five minutes. He gets some strikes. He scales Jonah, as Tom Hannafan says, um, and then bites his head, which is just such a crazy move. So crazy. Um, <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> um, eventually, Jonah swats Krazy Steve out of the air. He then pancakes Steve and sentons onto him, hits him with a tsunami to obliterate Mr. Krazy Steve. Soldier. Oh, God. All right. So, uh, after that, we get an interview with Matt Cardona. This was also great. <laughs> so, Cardona says, I made history. I'm finally digital media champion. Uh... <laughs> Uh, he says, why don't you ask Jonathan Gresham how it feels to be married to a loser? Bye. <laughs> the fucking way he said bye, I was like, no, throw him out. <laughs> I'm We're telling done. you, heel Cardona is the best. <laughs> I do not agree, but I, I love your fervor. You, you know my love for Cody? Take that and make it unironic. That's my love for Matt Cardona. That's the problem. <laughs> All right, so then we get uh, Madison Rain and Caleb with a K backstage. Caleb says, we were so close, we were almost champions. Madison says, no, we weren't. I will be tag team champ when Tennille comes back. The Inspiration can have a match against the actual influence. Inspiration comes in. And they say, we came bearing gifts. It's not for you, Madison, though. It's for Caleb. Uh, when, don't open it now. We'll leave and then go for it. So they leave. Caleb opens it and shows a new phone um, with the inspiration as the background. And he said it's a 21. I'm going to assume it's a Galaxy. Unless it's like a fucking Google phone that's. I, I, I assumed it was a Galaxy. Yeah. Good to know Caleb with the K is an Android user. So then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's like me. So like, then... what do I expect from a guy that wears a neck brace as a fashion statement? <laughs> so then we get Steve Macklin versus Jonathan Gresham. Uh, impact rules. No, no pure rules. Man, after after last week or uh, the match from two weeks ago, and this this pales in comparison. Yeah. Like, this was fine if it hadn't ended in DQ. It, it would have been so much yeah. better if it, did, if it didn't end in DQ. The one thing that they have is that there's a lot of personality in their matches, which I do like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get a flying head scissors to Macklin and then some taunting. 
um, before dropkick. There's, there's a lot of evasion of other moves, specifically from Gresham. Um, uh, Macklin puts Gresham into a head scissors submission hold. Um, Gresham tries to break free multiple times, only to be thrown back into that submission. Um, eventually, Gresham gets a headlock on Macklin. Macklin hits him with a belly-to-back suplex, um, but Gresham keeps the headlock. Um, instead, Macklin ends up snapping Gresham into the ropes, hits him with a double underhook backbreaker. Uh, Macklin then slaps Gresham. Gresham is kind of ready for like a little exchange. They go back and forth for a bit. Um, eventually, Macklin DQs the match by pushing Gresham into the ropes and beating on him mercilessly until the ref says, hey, can you fucking stop? And Macklin says, no. Mm-hmm. And that's when the DQ happens. Yeah, we need. And then. Hmm. Oh. I was just gonna finish it off. Oh yeah. Would you like? Sure. Um, honor, honor, no more comes out and attacks Macklin after the match. Uh, Josh, uh, Jonathan Gresham walks up the ramp, and and Honor No More is trying to get him to come into the ring and join them because you know Ring of Honor guys gotta stick together. Uh, but then Josh Alexander comes out, and him and Gresham have a little face-to-face. So we might get a rematch after that Terminus double fi- double finish, or, or a double pin. Which would be very cool. And Is that what happened? Yeah, it was a double pin. Oh, yeah! It was a weird one. It was, it was very weird. But you take two of the most protected guys in professional wrestling and actually have a finish who's gonna win that's true um but yeah so that happens but we need Macklin versus Gresham no DQs yeah I wonder if Gresham would do that would he do a no DQ Maybe. Would love to see Fingers that. Crossed. And and that's like that's like Macklin's territory. Macklin has to win that. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. I'd be down for that. The imagine the rub that would give Macklin. Yeah. Oh my god. And I think it's what he deserves. Also, I mean he's Potentially going over to New Japan, it would be good for him to get the little pushes he can here and there. Yeah, yeah. Especially going to—I mean, if if he goes to New Japan proper, mm-hmm. especially um, um, if he goes to Strong, then Macklin versus Ishii—that'd be sick, dude. I'd love to see Macklin versus Evil, just so I can like have like like Dick Togo comes up with the Garo and Macklin just like stares at him like i'm fucking sorry i'd rather see crazy steve versus evil dude evil <laughs> wouldn't know what to do with crazy steve black taurus would tear dick togo apart <laughs> the and gr- rosemary could take on uh yujiro and havoc for show and then the, the garo wouldn't even work on crazy steve he'd be too crazy for it He'd be way too crazy for the grow. <laughs> um, but uh, New Japan. Now I'm just imagining dream opponents for Macklin. I hope he goes to New Japan proper because he'd be so good. He'd be so damn good. 
You would be. Him versus uh Shingo. Ooh. Or even That'd be cool. Uh Macklin versus Osprey would be fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Uh, um <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. Mm. I think that's why Macklin would look good over there, and I think that's why he's in talks with them. Yeah. Honestly. I, I Windy City Riot, hopefully it's done. Maybe. So, where's Macklin from? Where's he from? New Jersey. Oh yeah. Because Tom made a comment, I think, today, where he was like, "Oh, he's from." It was either Tom or Matt, and he said, "Oh, he's from Jersey. That makes sense." It, it was and I was Tom. like, "It was Tom." It's very much like, "Ew, he's from Jersey." Well, Tom's Tom is from uh, Philadelphia. Oh, that makes so sense. So I guess technically they are like next door neighbors. That makes sense. So fair enough, Tom. You you can have this one. Uh, so after, after he was also born on May nineteenth. Oh really? Yeah. Um. After. Uh. Uh. uh, Alexander comes out. We get Vincent versus Josh Alexander. Yeah, and this was a fun match because um I am so. I am having so much fun with the Honor No More group. They're so fun. Matches like this are so overbooked. So oh, overbooked. who cares? Like, I had the time it, it's of my gonna, life. It's gonna make the pay-per-view matches so much better. Like, like the the five on five is gonna be great. I hope they give us like one insane singles match of like Matt Taven versus Josh Alexander or something like that. I don't think we'll get that because we got Saban versus PCO. We got Vincent versus Alexander next week. We're getting uh, Rich Swan and Rhino. Rich Swanum Rhino versus Ta- OGK, I think. Yeah. Um, who's left for Eddie Edwards to fight? Kenny King. Oh. Well, now you spoiled the end of the match. My God, Marcus. We're a recap. It's what we do. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> it was gonna get spoiled in about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. Still wondering why Eddie Edwards was hesitant to beat up Vincent. Questions, mm. questions, questions. Um, all right. So Josh gets Vincent on his shoulders. He goes to the apron. Um, Vincent swoops down, sits on the apron for a minute. Josh then like crossbodies him off of the apron through the ropes, which was very confusing. Um, and I did not understand it entirely. It looked weird. Um then Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis distract uh, the referee while Vincent takes advantage. He sends Josh into the barricade. Uh, Matt Taven then hovers over Josh Alexander and the ref says, can you fucking stop it? And Matt Taven says, I'm giving him inspirational quotes. And I said, I fucking hate everybody in this room, actually. <laughs> um, Vincent ends up getting a guillotine on Josh, but Josh suplexes himself free. Uh, he chops Vincent in the chest, hits him with a standing suplex. Then a side Russian leg sweep to Alexander causes Vincent to go up top. He hits the red rum, but not the red rum that you're thinking of. It's the other red rum. Um, How fucked. To gimmick and there, Vincent had it first. Vincent we, had it first. Do we know that for sure? <laughs> I'm gonna get it, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, Josh ends up kicking out. 
Um, he turns shit around with an ankle luck. Bent, however, distracts. PCO distracts. Then Taven goes fucking... F- like, Mike Bennett distracts somewhat successfully. I think he gets knocked off the apron. I think so does PCO. And then Matt Taven decides that he's going to jump in the ring. Go after Alexander. Alexander just loads him out, and Taven goes flying over the top rope. And I was like... <laughs> okay. Um, then Maria distracts uh, Josh... Vincent rolls him up. It does not work. Sabin and Rhino and Swan come out to stop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ignore that. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, to stop the group of uh, Honor No More folks. Um, eventually there's a stomp to the back of Vincent's leg and then an ankle lock that gets Alexander the win. And then, who comes out but Kenny King? I've been wondering where where he was going to land. Yeah, we hadn't seen. I, I I mean, you do the you do the rankings, so you would know better yeah, than I would. I, I haven't seen him anything. I haven't seen him at all. Um, but it's good to see that he landed an impact because he's a great talent. His his last match in Ring of Honor was incredible. I just I'm curious now that like I feel like these people are not going back to Ring of Honor only because at this point, with all of the shit that they've done, with all of the like we thought Ring of Honor was about honor, but it's not. So like, why would we be? Blah blah blah. I can't imagine them like going with their tails tucked between their legs, like, "Hey guys, we're back for this for show." Oh, there's gonna be like a civil war probably for Supercard of Honor. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there'll be more Ring of Honor talent that comes to Impact to be like the the good guys, you know, take on the heels of Impact. I wonder if the Foundation's gonna come. Oh, foundation. Well, they've been showing up elsewhere, but yeah, I could see them coming to impact. Yeah, I only say because Gresham's there representing the foundation, as they say. Oh, yeah. yeah. And who would, who of all the people there, who would be the ones that would come and like try to defend Ring of Honor's honor? Yeah, Tony Deppen. Exactly. (laughs) Boom. Oh God, I uh, fucking love Tony Depp and so much. All right, as everybody. Um. Also, real quick, a little piece of uh, another little piece of news that just popped up in my feed. Um. Apparently, Nick Khan, according to uh, Wrestling Observer, Nick Khan indicates there are going to be more players for bidding on WWE rights than there were for the last round of deals. What? There's more people bidding. On WWE. It's oh. Saudi money. Saudi money. I didn't understand that at all, but I guess I understand it now. Because I thought Nick Khan was saying that they weren't entertaining anybody placing bids, if you will. That's pr- That was most likely a, a lie. Um... Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who's. I guess who's like, if you're like, keep the investors like comfortable. You'd be like, no, of 
course not. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, after the match, Kenny King comes out and lays out Josh Alexander. I don't know if you mentioned that part already. Um, okay. I think you mentioned that part. Did I? I think so. I mentioned it before we started talking about the match. Oh, maybe I'm replaying shit in my head. Um, but after that, we see Morrissey, W. Morrissey, wandering around a hotel, it, around the halls, stops at a door, and kicks down the door. <laughs> uh, and then starts brawling with Moose in the hotel room. And this was so funny. <laughs> because they, you could tell they were being so careful with everything. Yeah. And also, imagine being in the room next door. You just hear the door get kicked in. <laughs> and then just brawling. You're just like, well, honey, guess another wrestling show's in town. But, like, the softest brawling you can imagine. <laughs> Miriam asked how many doors did Morsi break down before he got to Moose's room. Yeah, how did he know? <laughs> how did he know it was his? <laughs> you can't you can't go to a hotel desk and ask for somebody's room that shit's illegal <laughs> no you know what happened scott demore realized like he made that slip where he said oh he's at the hotel now and he's like well maybe to avoid getting sued by everybody else in that hotel i'm just gonna fight you like it's just safer this way for everybody involved how did he also know which they're in fort lauderdale how do you know which hotel <laughs> well, Mark, obviously, it's the hotel. Oh, the Fort Lauderdale Hotel. You're right. The Fort Lauderdale Hotel. You're right. The only one in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, don't you know they only have one hotel there? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more ridiculous this is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. So after that. I should also mention when they're brawling, Moose, uh, uh, Morrissey puts Moose's head in the freezer and starts bashing his head in with the freezer. Um, yeah, that was actually my favorite part because it was just so like gentle that he was doing it. I was like, also that, okay. that hotel room looks so much nicer than this five hundred dollar a night hotel room that I shot in recently. Five hundred dollar a night, and it was like one square foot. Maybe like five square feet. A suite. Where was it? It was in, um, I think it was Upper East Side. Oh, oh well, of course. Yeah, there you go. Location. Um, but yeah, that, that actually, with the kitchen there, that looked like a nice space. I didn't like the popcorn walls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Those always kind of give me like seedy motel vibes. Yeah. That kitchen was nice. Well, it's nice to have a kitchen. Yeah, it's like a suite. Anyways, um, tell us about your favorite things in hotel rooms. <laughs> um, all right, so then we get a honor no more promo. Um, Matt Taven says in this BS world of pro wrestling, people are always being disrespected. Things are changing, and PCS is changing, <laughs> like uh, Squidward from that episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> so. In part of my workout, I have, um, you have like your like legs up, like you're on your back and you got your legs up mm -hmm. and you do your crunches that way. For some reason, it's harder. Um, 
And every time I just feel like Squidward in that episode of Spongebob, where he's like, future! 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 <laughs> that's how I feel, because I'm just like going up and down in like this weird, like, angular position. <laughs> and that's sort of what PCO did. And Matt David and like Bennett are just like sitting there like, calm down. Oh no, he's at it again. <laughs> Uh, and then uh Taven says there's always someone waiting in the wing and then Kenny King walks in and says my name is Kenny K I N G King we were lied to made to believe honor is real Scott Scott Demore this is beautiful this is a great place you have here that's why we're going to kick in the door and we're taking over no room for honor and then uh Vincent comes in and says that loss may have stung but we've already lost everything if impact wants a fight we'll roll out the red carpets and then we get uh john schuyler versus bupinder gujar yeah i'm interested to see where mr gujar's um vibe goes from here because it was a little he's he's seems to have already separated from raj singh so he's he might be a solo act I figured that would happen because Raj Singh was like, my friend is going to come and beat your ass. And mm. I was like, that's, I was like, that never is like a good setup by any means. Yeah. Um, so there's an arm drag to Skylar and a leg sweep to Gajar. Um, Skylar starts grinding on the chin of Bupinder. Um, we get some elbows to Skylar and a shoulder and a flying elbow from the apron into the ring. Um, Eventually, Bupinder hits the springboard spear to Huin. Um, then Raj Singh comes out and is like, that's my best friend, beating people's asses. And Bupinder's like, nah. Not at all. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wonder where both of them are going. If, they, if they've separated, wonder where Bupinder's going, wonder where Raj Singh's going. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We I'm haven't interested. seen uh, Raj Singh much. Maybe they'll feud for a little bit. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because Raj Singh is like one of the few people in Impact that I'm like, I don't know what you're up to yeah. ever. So. Yeah. Uh, then we get an interview with Mickey James. She says, Gia, what a night. I'm disappointed. I wanted to win the Royal Rumble. Um... <laughs> Tasha steals and Savannah Evans walk in. Tasha's fucking hilarious. She says, oh Tasha's no. So she lost. <laughs> you can say all that and no surrender after you lose to me. <laughs> and then she does she does an impression of Mickey James. <laughs> I didn't write any of it down. I don't know why. I was just lost in what she was saying. <laughs> there was no way that you were going to do it nearly as well as she did. That's oh, a, yeah. it, it was a pipe dream. Yeah. Watch the segment. Tasha Steeles is a fucking gem. She's amazing. Um, Chelsea, uh, Savannah Evans gets in between Mickey and Tasha, you know, intimidating Mickey. And then Chelsea Green walks in um, looking like she's six feet tall. And uh, she backs Mickey. Tasha and Savannah walk away. And Mickey says, Chelsea, I know you want to wrestle me, so maybe next week. We're getting that match next week. Mickey James. I'm getting a little antsy about Chelsea Green. Are you? She's stressing me out a little bit. How so? 
She's too friendly. Too friendly? Oh, you think yeah, she'll turn on like Mickey? It. Yeah. I don't know. Well, or they, like, she's so friendly because they they have a long history together. Oh, I, I know that they've got a history and everything. I do, but it's just I don't like this version of Chelsea Green. I don't really oh, like Chelsea Green. Now that Cardone is turning heel, Chelsea might too. That makes sense. And next week would be That's the perfect time what I was to saying. do it. Yeah, because they're building up this like. Reintroduction, I guess, to their friendship. Because mm-hmm. we really didn't see much of it previously. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're putting a big emphasis on it so that they can just like say, hey, hey, snap. Yeah, yeah. All right, so then we get an interview with. Oh, no, no. Then we uh, get Masha Slamovich versus Casey Lennox. One move was used. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. We get a spinning back heel to the head of Lennox and a boot across the face right before a Russian death device for Masha Slamovich. What's the name of that move? Russian death device. Oh my god, I love that. (laughs) That's sick. (laughs) It's... It is what it is. You know? That... The Russian doomsday device... Or Russian... Russian doomsday device? Is that what it's called? Russian death device. Russian death device. That, the Macklin's crosshairs, uh, Josh Alexander's C4 spike. Sick names. God. Yep. <laughs> Russian death device. Um, so then we have an interview with Diana Perrazzo. She says, I don't need to listen to anything Mickey has to say. If it wasn't for me, Mickey couldn't make a state of the knockouts address. I may not be Knockouts World Champ, but I am a two-time Knockouts World Champ. I am the first ever Iron Woman of Impact. I was a participant of the 2021 Knockouts Match of the Year. Also, I was in the main event of the first ever Knockouts Pay-Per-View. I do my talking in the ring, and for that, I need an audience, so I'm issuing an open challenge for either of my championships, either the Ring of Honor Women's Championship or the Reina de Reinas Championship. Uh, let the age of the virtuosa live on forever. Who do you think is going to be the the challenger? I'm thinking Taya Valkyrie. I was going to say Taya Valkyrie. I feel like it's obvious. If it's not Taya Valkyrie, then maybe it's Giselle Shaw, but I don't feel like that makes sense. I feel like it's uh, Taya Valkyrie. I only say Giselle because like Giselle's like coming soon. It's like when? But... What about Maria Canales? win that Ring of Honor title. Has she wrestled much lately? What's her last? Let me, let me look up what her last match was. Is Ray Canal still wrestling? That's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Maria Canella's, uh matches. How her last match was in 2019 on Raw. And it was a mixed tag match. Um, Becky and Seth versus Maria and Mike. Wow. Well, in that case, I don't think it's Maria. <laughs> Funny enough. And then that, that... Before that, she was in like three... Like a women's battle royal, the Royal Rumble, and then the 20 women battle royal. And then she didn't wrestle again before that. Uh, 
Last last time she wrestled before that was in 2016 in Impact. It was Brandy and Cody Rhodes versus Marie and Mike Bennett. Oh my god. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But who knows? Who knows who answers that? I um strong feeling it's Taya Valkyrie. I put money on Taya. Yeah. So now that we're over the Ring of Honor stuff for now, we have Bullet Club, Jay White, Chris Bay, and G O D versus Jake Something, Mike Bailey, Ace Austin, and Madman Fulton. Ace and, and Fulton need a name. You need a tag team name. I don't know. They have to find some defining characteristic that they share. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is hard enough. So, um... Jay's first went in um, against Speedball. Um, Jay goofs around for a hot minute and then uh, tags Bay in. And Mike Bailey gets uh, an arm submit. Bay. Jay gets back in. Stomps on Speedball. Yells at the ref. Tongaloa hangs Speedball up against the ropes. Um, and then Jay like does like some weird pseudo three amigos uh, thing where he suplexes Speedball, and then Tamatonga flies into the ring and like lands on Speedball, and then he does it again, and Tonga Lloyd flies into the ring, and then he does it again, and Bay hits him with an ar- with an elbow drop. Um, eventually Bailey gets tired of this, hits Bay with a hard, hard drop kick. Like, oh my god. Fucking ridiculous. Um, Jay ends up saving Chris. Um, it's not enough, though. Madman Fulton gets in. He fucking dumps Bay on the apron. We go to commercial break. When we come back, it's Ace um, and Bay. We had a Northern Lights suplex to Bay. Fulton gets back in. He fucking gets his arms around Bay's neck and just lifts him up off the ground while standing on the second buckle so that Bay is just, you know, choked out against his arms. Um, Ace gets back in. He hits alternate... Let me try that again. Brain just shut off a little bit. (laughs) Um, There's alternating strikes to Bay. Um, Bay's been in for pretty much like the longest fucking time at this point. I wasn't really even sure the G.O.D. was going to get in at all. Um, Bay ends up sending Fulton face first into the turnbuckle. This gets Jay in against Speedball. Jay fails the Snapdragon. Uh, Speedball hits his token rapid strikes onto Jay. Um, gets a twisting senton, and then Jay isn't quite staggered. Um, he hits Speedball with maybe the biggest Uranagi I've ever fucking seen. Um... It was stupid. It was massive. I've, first of all, I've never seen a man lift another man that far off the ground with one arm. Um, mm. Especially when he looked like Jay White, first of all. Like, maybe if it were Jake something, I'd have been like, oh, that makes sense, but it was Jay White. It was bigger than um, most of Big Easier and Aggies. Yeah. So, confusing alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just fucking, like, yeets him. And I was like, oh. Well, shit. <laughs> How do you do? Um... Hate the guy. 
We then start getting a little bit of a can they coexist vibe from Jake something and Fulton and Ace Austin and Speedball because Ace refuses to tag um, Jake something in. Instead, he tags in Fulton. Um, Tama gets in. He tries multiple drop kicks onto um, Ace. Fucks up some of them. Uh, ends up getting an elbow onto him. Madman Fulton comes in. We get a magic killer to Fulton from Tama and Tonga. Um, then, pardon me. What does that? Some of my notes, I write them down. I'm like, I don't know what this is about, Elizabeth. And I know when I've written them, I'm like, oh, I'm going to know exactly what I meant here. But I don't know what two boys just vibing means. Um, what? I don't know. That's one of my notes. Okay. Anyways, um, Bay is in. He hits a huge frog splash right into the knees of Ace Awesome. Um, Ace ends up. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard when somebody has the last name something because then you write a note like Ace fakes something out and you're like, what is something? But then you realize um, Ace goes to like, he's like, oh, I'm going to tag you in to Jake something. Fakes him out. Um, eventually, there's a huge power bomb from Jake something who ends up getting him. Um, he then takes out all of Bullet Club. Jay ends up saving Chris Bay. Um, Tonga sidelines Jake while Tama follows up. Um, we get a Snapdragon to Jake something from Jay. Still, once again, another moment where I was like, does he have the right to have that much muscle in those arms? I guess. Um, and then all of Bullet Club hold Jake something down while Chris Bay sets up for the cutter off the ropes to win the match. That's your episode of Impact for boys and girls. Yeah. For for a hot second, I, I was looking at some tag teams, like the list of tag teams on a cage match. And found some really weird names. One specifically, tag team with Heath Slater and Titus O'Neil. Guess what their fucking name was? Heath Slater and Titus O'Neil. Slater Gator. <laughs> That's atrocious. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Horrible name. Horrible name. Um, also, uh, Allie, the bunny, and Brandy Rhodes used to be a tag team. Called Nightmare Sisters. Oh. Alright. So. That does it for our recap. If you have a question for a question segment, please leave it in the chat now. So we can get to it after our bests of the night. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to talk to us live. Uh, now, before we get to the best of the night, let me run through our current top 10 wrestlers in professional wrestling for this week. Uh, quite a bit of change from last week after the Rumble and, uh, and, and a bunch of other stuff. So number 10 uh, from Chaka Pro, Balian Aki, the new Super Asia champion. Uh, number 9, 
from AEW, Dante Martin. Number eight, one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions, Luchasaurus. Number seven, the TBS Champion, Jade Cargill. Number six, the TNT Champion, Sammy Guevara. Number five, from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. Uh, number four, uh, the United States Champion of WWE, Damian Priest. Number three, one half, or the other half of the AEW Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy, bless you. Uh, number two, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. And number one, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Oh, is that a kitty? She's number one. She is number one. All right. Um, so you want to talk about the best of the night? I'll talk about the best of the night. All right. Let's talk about promo of the night. Um, there, there, there's only one option. There's only one option for promo of the night. It's the hotel brawl. Why would there be another option? <laughs> they booked a whole fucking like I mean they probably didn't book the hotel for this, but that's probably Moose's room. But still. I hope so. <laughs> Imagine they booked a whole And now Moose room. is just like, what do I do with like the fucking door? <laughs> like, guys, the fr- the freezer doesn't work. <laughs> it's cold. Just spilling cold air out now. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that that's promo of the night. Let's talk about wrestler of the night. I'm gonna give you three names. Hmm. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Um. All right. Three names. Matt Cardona, Josh Alexander, and Jay White. Who are you picking? <laughs> I'm not happy about it. You better pick the right answer. There's only one right answer. You're right. It's Jay White. Thank you. That's the right answer. Jay White. Are you actually picking Jay White? I am picking Jay White. Come on. <laughs> you have got to be kidding. I don't agree. I don't agree whatsoever. The real answer is Matt Cardona. No! Yes, it is. Oh my god. He- no, it's not. He filled that match with so much story and character. Jay White, but thank you. I I don't agree. I don't agree. So, we'll leave it up to the chat now. Which wrestler do you think should be our wrestler of the night between Matt Cardona and Jay White. Can't wait to add Matt Cardona to this graphic. Gotta replace Jordan Grace. As as Matt Cardona would say, Gresham's loser wife. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
God bless. Marion voted Jay White. I knew it. I've been laughing so much. <laughs> Give myself a headache. <laughs> See? See what happens? You gotta stop laughing. Serious mode. Alright. Let's talk about match of the night. Um So, as always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. Um We'll talk about which one is the best match of the night. So now, starting with the worst match, 4 out of 10, Masha Slamovich versus Casey Lennox. This is a squash match. Uh, next up, John Schuyler versus Bupinder Gujar, 4 out of 10. It was... It, it was close to a squash match. Good show of Bupinder's skills. But yeah, still basically a squash. Uh, next up... Another 4 out of 10, Jonah versus Krazy Steve. Again, basically a squash. Uh, next up, 5 out of 10, Vincent versus Josh Alexander. It's a bit overbooked for my liking. Um, especially when they completely cut away from the match to just show everyone brawling at ringside. Um, it, was, it was a bit of a mess, but I, I'm glad there was like a... A solid win for Josh. Um, next up, another 5 out of 10. Steve Macklin versus Jonathan Gresham. And DQ doesn't help it, but hopefully this pushes for uh, a no-DQ match between these guys. I don't think Macklin would be happy with this finish. Yeah. Uh, next up, 6 out of 10, Bolt Club versus Jake Something, Mike Bailey, Ace Austin, and Madman Fulton. It was just a fun match. There wasn't a whole lot to it. Um, it was just very fun. Great to see yeah. G.O.D. and Impact. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, and finally, my pick for match of the night. It's uh, Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace. It, with a 7 out of 10. I, I thought this was a really great match. It w I would have put it even higher if the match wasn't so one-sided in terms of storytelling. Because it was kind of Matt Cardona's story here. Not a whole lot of Jordan Grace would have loved to see, like, you know, her character a little more. I don't think that's her fault. I think it's just the booking of the match. I am only going to agree with you for one reason. What's that? And that was that G.O.D. did not get enough time in this match, and I hate can they mm -hmm. coexist. And, and they kind of fucked the rules because like all four members of Bull Club were in at the same time with no repercussions. It was, it was a bit of a mess. You know, like It was a fun match, and mess was fine, but going up against the Matt Cardona match, yeah, fine. Yeah. And it also makes me really excited to see heal Cardona in Impact. I've been, I've been wanting that for so long. When we started watching Impact, I was like, oh, hell yeah, Matt Cardona's here, that, that heel guy in the indies everyone's talking about. 
and then he was. Did you not know who Matt Cardona was? I, I knew who he was, but I, I knew when we when we got really into wrestling, he was at at the time like really big at the time for his work in GCW. Um, like fighting Nick Gage and all that. Oh, and when, see, I just hmm. gone. Yeah, uh, when when we started watching Impact, he was a face. And I was I've been waiting for his heel turn. Yeah, see, I just remembered Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. so maybe that's where I stand. Maybe that's why I fucking can't stand him. I mean, I knew who Zack Ryder was. What I'm saying is that's where my familiarity with him as a wrestler in general. Right, right. So. But I'm, I'm, I'm so glad he's made this shift. He's, he's made, the, he's revitalized his career, leaving WWE, which, you know, like a few years ago, would have been unheard of. Well, a few years ago, Nick Khan was in charge of the WWE for the most part, so. Even before Nick Khan joined, it was. Yeah, you're right. It was wishy-washy. Yeah. All right, so to run it back, promo of the night, hotel brawl, wrestler of the night, Jay White, match of the night, Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace. And I'm I'm glad they're making like this digital media title like worth something. Like yeah. uh, Tom Hannafin said, it's been defended like all over the place, and uh, you know it, it feels like it matters. Yeah. All right, you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. All right, you got you got to stop. You know, maybe you saying just just one question is dissuading other people from asking questions because they're like, oh, somebody already I'll asked a question. As many, I'll answer as many questions as everybody wants to give me. How's that? Okay. All right, so Miriam asked, where has Hikaleo been? Why isn't he part of this bull club invasion? I have no I'm clue. I'm curious. I don't know. Like, Does he have, like, family or something i don't know also hikaleo on on cage match is rated so low yeah i know it's so weird um well most recently he was on uh new japan strong on the 15th um for new beginning which i don't think has aired yet I just wonder if he. What is he rated? Three point three. Holy shit! Yeah, people don't like. That's him. mean. Why? Um, uh, I don't know. I'll fight somebody. A lot of people saying he's just bland. I'll show you bland. <laughs> I'm glad he's in the um, tag team though, as I feel like. As just a singles guy, he, he might come off as like a big show or somebody who's just meant to put over other people. I mean, like, he hasn't posted since last year mm-hmm. on Instagram, so I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if, like, is he good? He, he was in that, I miss him. He was in that match on the 15th in, in Washington. Um, but who knows? 
what he's doing currently. Maybe uh, maybe he's been asked to be sidelined for now while G.O.D. and Jay White come in. Yeah, I mean, there is a chance that they were like, they didn't want to take the spotlight off of anybody and they didn't want to make Hikaleo look unimportant by not including him in matches. Yeah. So, they that should, could have been it. They should bring back Hikaleo and LP for like a Violent by Design, Good Brothers... What what would make that make that six on six? You just needed one more member for VBD and Good Brothers. Yeah. It'd hell, yeah. that'd be a massive match. <laughs> that'd be a really sick match. I don't know. I don't even know if it would be very good because it's so many people. But you have like two matches going at the same time, three on three. <laughs> I um. I mean, as long as Hikaleo's been wrestling, I guess I'm not worried. Yeah. But it is weird. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. They. I wonder if like it's like COVID stuff. If they just are trying to restrict people from traveling that don't need to travel. I don't know about that. Well, I'm just saying, there's a lot of people that we haven't really seen. Like we haven't seen Fit either. Um. But I guess they don't have anything going on. Bullet Club does. We let me know. let me see when this when the taping for this episode was. It was January twentieth and twenty first. I thought. I'm gonna make sure, and I'm probably gonna spoil shit for me. Um. Okay. So that was the twenty first, and Hikuleo was in Washington on the fifteenth. So just a week, less less than a week before, two days before. No. Six days before. Um, Mary Mass, did Jay White's time and impact last summer overlap with Hikaleo's? I think it did. I, I think it yeah. just barely overlapped. Yeah, I definitely think it did. Because Jay White came out, teamed with Chris Bay. Hikaleo kind of was like the surrogate Jay for a while. Mm -hmm. In the sense that, like, he teamed up with Bay and, like, kind of enforced the bullet clubbiness. And then LP Instead came of just in. being, like... Yeah, and then LP came in. Um, instead of just being, like, Chris Bay's part of Bullet Club now. Have fun. I don't know. You know. Um, yeah. I wonder if we'll... I, I wonder if we'll get him back. I don't think we will, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Now that I think about it more. I just hope that G.O.D. wins those tag titles. I don't think they will, and it's going to piss me off. Because if they don't win it, then the Good Brothers are going to definitely be like, see, we made this shit, like, we run this shit now, and, like, think that they're top dogs in the Bullet Club house, and they're yeah. not. Yeah. So. All right, so that's all the questions we got. Liz, would you like to close out the show? If you join us tonight, thank you so much. If you join us in the future, thank you so much. Happy... There's a holiday coming up. Valentine's it's Day. Not... Oh yeah, Valentine's Day is actually coming up first. What is the other one that's coming up this month? And I feel like President's I'm going to be Day. like... Is that this month? Yeah. The 21st. Why? 
Uh, and there's also Impact No Surrender. Oh, that was the holiday I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> so please tune in on Sunday when we'll definitely be doing our Sunday show, which will be GCW's Fight Club 2. GCW versus Loco Fight Club 2 Houston. Houston. Yeah. Um, please join us for that. It's going to be super fun. We're going to have it's a nice relaxed time. Um, I feel like we should start doing predictions for these shows. I feel like we might get to a point where we could start predicting these GCW shows. Yeah, sure. Ring of Honor too. Make it a little fun. Sure. We we don't we don't drink for the predictions anymore, so it's less toll on our body. Well, hot sauce also has a toll on my body. It's just a different kind of toll. The sort of toll where I'm curled up on the ground crying. Maybe don't have super spicy food before we start no! the show. You gotta live your life by the spice. No, you don't. You don't. I just love spicy shit. Alright. Thank you all so much for watching. Again, join us on Sunday for our GCW Fight Club 2 uh, recap and review. Um, we will be live on Friday, uh, tomorrow, for our WWE 2K20 live stream. Uh, that'll be happening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we're going up against SmackDown, head-to-head. -head. Um, our, our Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitter are all the Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And again, join us tomorrow for our 2K20 live stream. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a fantastic night, and bye-bye.